we're wrapping up a super busy weekend of transfer portal and class of 2024 visitors, but is it going to result in any Miami Hurricanes commits? You are locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Sunday. I'm Alex Dono, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much to the everydayers for making Locked on Canes your first listen today, even on the weekend, and had to do a weekend episode because Hurricanes are wrapping up and have wrapped up some official visits in the transfer portal and some big unofficial visits in 2024 recruiting. Let's start with the wide receiver position. Shamar Kirk. Juco wide receiver who we really like here on Locked on Canes have really gone down a lot of Shamar Kirk rabbit holes in terms of watching film, studying this player, learning more about him in the past three or four days. He actually wrapped up his official visit on Saturday. Two nights, he visited Thursday through Saturday at Miami. And by all accounts, that visit went really well. In fact, if you're looking for clues out there on how that visit went, Coach Cooney from Miami staff he even dropped a Captain Kirk gif on Twitter. That's a not so subtle hint that things are trending well with the six foot one, 190 pound wide receiver. Um, like, did that gif go over anyone's head, by the way? Because I imagine there's probably some like 20 something, uh, 19 year old, 18 year old Hurricanes fans out there who just like they know nothing about Star Trek. I'm not even a Trekkie, but like everyone over. 30 knows captain kirk right but if anyone out there didn't know like who is that dude like what, what does this gift mean shamar kirk captain kirk i don't know if that it seemed like a not so subtle hint to me i don't know if that went over anyone's head uh not just because of the captain kirk gift but everything else i've i've been hearing about shamar kirk i really like miami's chances here that he's finally the guy who breaks the drought in terms of transfer portal wide receiver commitments. Shamar Kirk, he's going to be announcing very soon. And I think Miami is, fingers crossed, the last school he's going to visit before he makes his announcement. May 13th is the date that he's looking at to announce where he's going to be taking his talents. Reedley College is where he's been in junior college the last couple of years in California. Now, the May 13th announcement date is significant for two reasons. Number one, that's the day he graduates with his associate's degree from Reedley College. So one chapter closes, another chapter begins, I think is the way he's looking at that. And then the other reason why May 13th is very significant is that's two days before summer one session begins at Miami academic classes two days before um, I don't necessarily think this is mandatory thing but I think Miami wants all of their transfer players to be enrolled for summer one so they're trying to get answers from all of these guys um, before or right after May 15th so the way that this works is May 15th is when classes start for the summer one session um, at the absolute latest you have to enroll by May 17th so they give you a two-day grace period to start your classes a couple days late. But um, everyone who plans to take part in the summer one session needs to enroll no later than May 17th. So again, if you're looking at Miami being the trending program for Shamar Kirk, and I believe the Hurricanes are, 
May 13th, he announces. That gives him a couple days to pack up his things, come down to Coral Gables, be ready for classes on May 15th. So we're definitely watching out for that. Kudos, by the way, to our listener, Derek in Nashville, who pointed out to me that Kirk and Miami's Isaiah Horton grew up just 20 minutes away from one, one another in Tennessee. Derek is from that area. He actually used to watch Isaiah Horton play in high school. So I, I don't know if there's a relationship between Kirk and Isaiah Horton, but you know maybe they sparked up a conversation and Horton might have been a little bit of a part of that recruitment. And you know Kirk, he understands, he's made this clear over the last couple of days, he knows that if he picks Miami, he's not guaranteed a starting wide receiver spot at the U because, yeah, from where I sit, it wouldn't be easy to come in and take Colby Young's job or Jacoby George's job. I think those two are going to be the outside starting wide receivers, but Miami desperately needs depth there. And if the Shannon Dawson air raid offense plays out the way we think and hope it will, a lot of receivers are going to get on the field, rotate, get opportunities to put up numbers. And in the meritocracy, you always try to create, even though I wouldn't expect him to necessarily take Young or George's starting wide receiver spot. Things are earned, not given. Okay, so you have the opportunity to come in and compete. And if he has an incredible fall camp here, it's not impossible. He could lock down a starting job. Um, of course, facing inferior competition at the junior college level. If you guys watch the footage that's out there, and there's a lot of it, and I encourage you to watch it, his huddle reel, his YouTube highlights, watch as much Shamar Kirk as you can, and you will understand this guy looks the part. He's ready to make the power five jump. He's got that top line speed to get open deep, and he's also got the acceleration, the burst, and the moves to turn a three-yard catch, get in the open field, turn it into a 40, 50, 60-yard gain. Uh, I, I think he would really be a guy that can help raise the floor and the ceiling of Miami's offense if he were to pick Miami, and I expect that he would. Um, you know, We talked about his last couple of years at Reedley College where he scored 15 receiving touchdowns in the last two years, and going back to last year, he appeared in eight games, and in four out of those eight, he eclipsed the 100-yard receiving mark, and he had 170 yards in one of those. Um, and listen, there's a reason why this guy is a late bloomer and why he had to go through junior college. He told his story to Kane Sport a couple days ago. Uh, he admits he was immature in high school, didn't take football seriously enough, took a couple years off from his high school program, um, you know, didn't really focus in on his athletic goals, and that put him behind in his recruitment. He was able to get that second chance at football with Reedley College, and he has made the most of it. And this dude is ready to make the jump to a program like Miami, and I think he could absolutely help Miami. So hopefully he becomes the guy who breaks that cold streak in wide receiver recruiting. Now, there were class of 2024 wide receivers who visited Miami over the weekend, and there are positive returns for them as well. And we've got to talk about that big defensive tackle who has been on campus and is wrapping up his visit today. How are things going with Tywon Malone? We will talk about that next year on Locked on Canes. We're only getting started. And guys, I am only getting started on FanDuel. Oh, I've been doing so well with these Miami Heat they keep winning. They keep covering. 
make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I love the great promotions they have every day at FanDuel. I love how when you win, you can get paid instantly, and it's a safe and secure app, folks. FanDuel is the way to go, I'm telling you. And guys, there's no better place to bet the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And thank you to the everydayers. Everydayers, we're going to have a busy week of recruiting and transfer portal talk. And hopefully Miami gets some commitments this week and we can drop a few. Welcome to the use. Hopefully we have some of those coming up, guys. And I think we probably will within the next couple of days or maybe even in the coming hours. So we have a lot coming up this week. Uh, let's talk about Tywon Malone. Big defensive tackle who's wrapping up his visit at Miami today. Um, obviously you hope to get some good news, even an announcement within the next couple days. Cause we were tracking his visit to Ohio state last week and some of the Ohio state folks felt pretty good about the way that was going, but then he left Columbus without committing to them. And then by midweek this past week, Malone was trending towards Miami. The tide was turning. Then he locks in his Miami official visit. And here we are. Uh, I'm hearing very positive things about Malone, and we're going to talk about how he understands how needed he is here. Um, now, it also looks like Oregon is interested in him, but they they might be too late on this one. Um, I feel good about Miami's chances. Now, Tywell Malone, this is a similar thing we can say about Shamar Kirk at wide receiver. Um, defensive tackle, he understands, like, Nothing is guaranteed here in terms of being an automatic starter, but he's absolutely going to going to get a chance to compete to be a starter on that D line. And the path to playing time here is very clear um, on paper. Miami has less depth at defensive tackle than Ohio state does. I think he understands that, that if he wants to be a starting DT power five in 2023, Miami gives him a, a better opportunity to do that if things go the way I think it could because this is an excellent player who's uh he's got three years of eligibility left he just uh, finished up his red shirt freshman season at Ole Miss this past year so he's got the sophomore junior and senior campaign if he chooses to use it still in front of him uh he's six foot three 315 pounds if he reaches his potential I could absolutely see him starting next to Leonard Taylor on Miami's D-line this year he fits the profile of being exactly what Miami needs with his size. He is the type of run stuffer that the Hurricanes need to plug that interior. And he did play in all 13 games with the Ole Miss Rebels last year. So he's got some SEC experience. And um, I don't I haven't heard as much about whether or not the baseball team has been talking to him and actively recruiting him at Miami, but. That's something Malone wants to do. Like he wants to keep playing baseball and football. He's a dual sport athlete. He was hitting home runs on the Ole Miss Rebels baseball team. Uh, if he does come to Miami, he's going to want to have that opportunity to do that at the U as well. So that's a power hitter. He hits the freaking cover off the baseball. That's a guy who could help your baseball team and really, really, really help your football team. And football is his primary focus, but he likes doing both. So uh, there's been a lot of positive signs about Tywone Malone. I would imagine the same thing. And, and it does – 
feel like Miami's going to be the final school that he visits before he makes his announcement. I don't know exactly when that announcement is going to happen, but again, Miami would like to have these players decide by May 17th at the absolute latest, because that is the deadline to enroll for uh, the summer one session academically at the university of Miami. So uh, fingers crossed, things look like they're go going very, very good for uh, with Taiwan Malone. Now, it also sounds like the visit went well uh, with Nebraska running back A.J. Allen. I don't know if a commitment is imminent for him, but I think that was positive. Now, I have had a couple of discussions uh, on Twitter about A.J. Allen and whether or not Miami really needs to recruit another running back. And a lot of people say, no, we got five scholarship running backs. What are we doing? Why are we recruiting this guy? I completely disagree with that sentiment. I, I think that someone like an A.J. Allen or uh, McCaskill, the running back from Houston, who I know is somebody Miami is interested in, and McCaskill played for Shanna Dawson with the Houston Cougars. So there is uh, there is obviously a, an understanding and a previous relationship there. But I do think you need to look for another running back, even though Miami has five on scholarship. And it's very simple for me. Miami had five scholarship running backs last year and they still had such a depth emergency at that position that they had to go out and get Lucius Stanley as a grad transfer during the season. That's how dire their need was for depth last year. So this year, yeah, you got five scholarship running backs, all of which are very talented, but one of those five scholarship running backs has missed the majority of the past two years with injury. Another of those is recovering from an ACL and reportedly a setback and may not be ready when the season starts. And two others are true freshmen who didn't enroll early, so they've not even been on campus yet. And then the fifth guy, who's the only kind of sure thing right now, who's had a really good spring, is Henry Parrish. But outside of Henry Parrish, there's just question marks on availability and, you know, ability to stay healthy for all of these other guys or experience questions and, and the true freshman, by the way, I'm not taking anything away from these guys because I think both of these guys are very special. Mark Fletcher, I think by the end of next season, might even end up being the best back on the team. I think he's that good. And Chris Johnson is a burner and a home run hitter. Uh, but again, these guys haven't been on campus yet. So I can understand, even though you have five scholarship running backs, I understand a need to go address that with more quality depth. Now, someone else on Twitter brought up a good point to me. The only argument against someone like A.J. Allen that I could see is the fact that he does have four years of eligibility left. That's a double-edged sword because I can look at that and say, well, this is like another recruit because you know he's only used one. He burned a red shirt, but he's got four years of eligibility left, so he's got all that time. The only problem with that is you're essentially, uh, if you do bring A.J. Allen in, you're essentially using up a scholarship for four years that maybe could have gone to another young or freshman running back. So that that's another that's another thing to think about. You've got to weigh the risk versus reward on that, okay? Um, so what else was going on this weekend? Oh, I really like, um, I don't know for sure if Miami is going to land this one, but I really like Amari Wiggins the JUCO offensive lineman who visited this weekend. Um, and I say I don't know for sure about Miami because according to Gabby Urudia, who does excellent work at Inside the U, LSU is getting in the mix for him. So we have to watch out for LSU. 
Now, I like a Wig Wiggins a lot, who's got great size for an interior offensive lineman, six foot four, three ten. Uh, he would be a great depth piece. This is someone Cristobal and Mirabal really, really like. Uh, he's capable of playing guard or center, and Miami could use him as a quality backup for both guard positions and center. Because one of the things we learned in the spring game, because in the spring game, Javion Cohen, who's your starting left guard, and Ez Cooper, your starting right guard, both didn't play in the spring game, and Miami's depth looked a little shaky in the interior. So a guy like Amari Wiggins, who our coaches really like, could really help plug some of that depth issue there. Five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo had an unofficial visit to Miami. Getting him on campus, folks, was huge. And hopefully you can lock in an OV for him this coming summer. He really liked Miami's visit. Even Steve Wiltfong from 24-7 Sports, the Grim Reaper, even he noted that Miami made a strong impression on Wingo. He really likes Kevin Beard. Now, KB, KB is a common theme here. Within the next several months, I think we're all going to realize just how strong of a recruiter and what an asset Kevin Beard is on this staff because he is able to connect with these wide receivers on a football level and on an outside football level that you rarely see to this level in recruiting. Anytime I talk to a wide receiver recruit about their impressions of Kevin Beard, this guy's a freaking Jedi master. Like he, the best conversationalist I think you're going to find. He makes such a strong impression on these players. So if Miami does end up having a good chance to land five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo out of St. Louis, Missouri, Kevin Beard uh, is going to have everything to do with that. Wingo is the sixth-ranked sixth player in the entire class of 2023, second-ranked receiver in the class behind only Jeremiah Smith. Uh, we also got a visit from four-star wide receiver Tank Hawkins out of IMG Academy, and he is definitely locking in an official visit to Miami this summer. He said that after his unofficial. He already has official visits planned to West Virginia, that's his home state originally, Florida and Penn State. I think Miami's going to get one of his dates as well. Now, Tank Hawkins, he doesn't have that great size. This is under six foot. He's a little lighter, but, but he has a blessing of speed that you find in few others. Like There's a reason why Tank Hawkins is a high-level four-star recruit and why any offense in the country could use this guy. He uh, he once clocked. I was reading an unofficial four two five forty yard dash time, which is insane. And he uh, in tr running track in the state of West Virginia, he won both the one hundred meter and two hundred meter at a West Virginia AAA state track meet before he transferred down to IMG Academy. So this dude has all the gifts that God can bestow upon a smaller wide receiver. So it's great to be in the mix for him. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, I want to close with this. This was a really interesting note by Stephen Wagner at Kane Sports. So kudos to Stephen with that glorious mustache of his for getting this scoop. Now, we've all been following the saga for the last few months of Jeremiah Smith, Shamanad wide receiver, five-star top wide receiver in the class of 2024. Um, he's an Ohio State verbal commit, and he's very enthusiastic about Ohio State. Loves... Brian Hartline loves OSU. Um, and just so you guys know, I have pretty consistently been told on Jeremiah Smith that he's so quote unquote solid to OSU that it would take something really shocking for him to flip from OSU. But 
Mario Cristobal will not stop trying. Kevin Beard will not stop. They will not give up until he signs a national letter of intent somewhere else. Um, but may I don't know, maybe the door is like creaking open very slightly because even though a couple months back, Jeremiah, uh, you know, people were hounding him on Twitter and some of it by their own admission, these dopes, some of the people that were hounding him on Twitter were, they admitted this in message boards, Florida State fans who created fake accounts pretending they were Miami fans to give Jeremiah Smith a hard time. Uh, first of all, how little of a life do you have that you're creating fake accounts to troll high schoolers? That's really weird. And second of all, doesn't it kind of defeat the purpose of doing that if you go on your own message boards and you brag about doing it? Because, hello, screenshots, hello, there's going to be some Miami fans looking on those boards. They're going to figure you out pretty quick. So losers with no lives uh, were, you know, trolling Jeremiah Smith. And he had said it, I think, last month that, you know, he does not plan on getting on Miami's campus again, that he's only focusing on Ohio State. Well, Steve Wagner got this scoop. Jeremiah Smith's dad told Stephen that Smith will likely take an official visit to Miami this summer, despite recently saying he's not coming back here. Now, Jeremiah, I was reading, also does plan to visit Florida this summer. He's got a visit in the month of June set in Florida. Maybe Miami gets another one of those official visits. And, you know, this might just be one of those things where he just wants to enjoy his recruitment. He wants to take the OVs and he ends up sticking with Ohio State. But as we all know, you get a player on campus, you get a play, and he's been on Miami's campus before several times, but you get him here for an official visit. That can only help not hurt your chances. Even if it takes your chances from 0% to 1%, that's something, man. Oh, man. All right, so there, there are other players that visited this weekend that we didn't talk much about. Um, I, I don't have that many returns on how the visit went with Kiwi Rose the defensive tackle from Louisiana Tech. I, I know he certainly liked Miami before he arrived, so I hope nothing changed there. Uh, Judeus Richard, the cornerback from Vanderbilt, is another one to keep your eye on. He visited Miami, sounded like he had a pretty good time. Miami has really made cornerback an emphasis in this transfer portal, as we've seen. They've already landed Jaden Davis from Oklahoma. Uh, and who else? I think I'm missing one. Oh, there, there was a linebacker, Larry Nixon the third, who also visited. We'll try to find out more about those throughout the week and where Miami stands with them. And folks, if you want to stay connected with the show and really feel like a VIP, you want to join our exclusive SMS texting community through a service called Subtext. I'm including the link below on how to join our Subtext community. You just click this link. You can sign up. And guys, I'm really active on there. Even on my days off, like yesterday, I send out recruiting scoops and updates. I send out opinions and thoughts that I have on Miami football. Uh, when it's in season, I send out practice updates when I'm out there getting access and all that good stuff. And I'm available to you guys one-on-one. -on -one. Anytime you have a question or comment, I'm available to you on the subtext chat. It's a great way to support the show. You can try it for the first two weeks completely free. You have nothing to lose. You could try our subtext for the first 14 days. And then after that, if you want to opt in, it's $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. And it's a way to keep the show going 24-7 because, you know, my vocal cords, they get tired sometimes. I can't literally sit here and talk for 24 hours a day, but we can text and chat for, uh, for the hours in between shows. So if you can sign up for that, thank you so much. Make sure to subscribe to our Twitter or follow us on Twitter, I should say, 
at Locked on Canes. And if you follow us at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. We follow back at Locked on Canes. And we will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.